We are gargoyles. All right, guys, welcome back to Geeks Inherited the Earth. Thanks for being here. We love you guys, each and every one, every one of you. Uh, so up next, we have a multi-talented guest with credits for writing, producing, acting, and voice acting. Uh, speaking of voice acting, she was the voice of Angela in the popular Disney series Gargoyles, which is seeing brand new life and a resurgence as we speak on Disney+. Plus. Uh, JC, let's welcome our guest, Bridget Baco. Hello, hello. Hey, How hey. are you? Great. How are you? Fine. Thank you for that intro. That's awesome. And I'm so excited. I've been getting so many calls about Gargoyles. It's the coolest thing in the world. I loved that job. Well, thanks for taking the time to be here with us today. Thank you, guys. It's my pleasure. Yeah, with uh, Gargoyles, it's uh, having a resurgence right now. You know, this uh, Disney Plus streaming service is coming out. Yes. And uh, a lot of people are remembering the show. It was actually uh, pretty influential. Uh, it's now a whole new generation of fans are discovering it. So. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, throughout all these years that it's been off the air, I've always been invited to gargoyle conventions every year. And I, I didn't go to them for the first couple of years. I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> I went to one and I'm like, what have I been missing? This is amazing. It's absolutely incredible. But the loyalty to the show, yeah, it's it's just enduring. It's amazing. And I, I've been hearing whispers. I'm sure you've heard, too, of, of – um, a Gargoyles movie and people behind that. So it's all really exciting. A movie? Oh, yes. There's whispers of a movie. And the interesting thing is, will it be a cartoon? Will it be a live action? I think Whoa. they're still trying to Whoa. figure that out. But yeah, uh, Jordan Peele, had the, the, the rumor was that what? he was such a huge, huge fan of Gargoyles. And he brought it to the studio saying, I would love to make a movie of this. So I've just been hearing whispers. So we'll see. You never know. But that's how these things start. That's and our, creator Greg, our creator Greg has, has wanted to turn it into a movie for years because there's such a loyal following. That's some juicy I mean, news right there. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know the Jordan Peele thing. I, I, I found out about the petitions uh, when Disney Plus yeah. launched, and I was like, yeah, okay, I, heard about cool. that. I was like, well, this is. I heard about that too. I, I thought it was just going to be like a few people because you know normally when somebody says petition, it's like five guys that go, man, please listen to us. And then I yeah. googled it, and oh my god, right? it's kind of it's, amazing. There's yeah. there's more people in that petitions than there are the population of some of the cities in my state. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really amazing. I mean, I knew that when we were doing it, it was something like super special. The people that were involved, it was my first voice job. I had I had never really pursued it. I was really too busy getting killed and murdered and raped in movies. Which <laughs> <laughs> was my career most of the nineties, and then they they came they came to me with this, and they said, "Well, you have this great voice, and you're perfect for Angela." And she's one of my most favorite, favorite, favorite characters on earth. I mean, I'm blue. I'm amazing. I'm an action figure. <laughs> it's the greatest <laughs> job. You, I got to work with like these icons. And some days, guys, really, some days you'd show up to work, you'd grunt three times, you'd go home, and they'd pay you. I mean, it was a really cool job. <laughs> But the stories were amazing. The writing was amazing. I mean, there was so much thought and history and everything. It, it was such an intelligent, ahead-of-its-time cartoon. I didn't realize how far ahead of its time it was. I was just about right. to say that. Until going back these last few days, because when Disney Plus dropped, Gargoyles was one of my first go-to go grabs. Wow. Yeah, me too. And like, you, you go back, and you're like in the back of your brain, like the nostalgia goth kid in me is like, oh, right. cool. You right. know? <laughs> like, it's like, amazing when these things stand up, you know, because you can watch old sitcoms and, and the great ones, the All in the Families and all that, they still work today. And then there are some that are so dated. So it really is the, the brilliance of these 
writers and the producers that that went and made this show. And Greg Wiseman, I mean, he was our leader, our fearless leader, and just <laughs> absolutely brilliant. If you add cell phones and social media into Gargoyles, it could hold right now without really changing could. a single market. <laughs> it's true. Like I was, I was amazed how well it held up because you know your nostalgia brain always goes, "Yeah, this was perfect." And some things you go back and watch, and you're like, "Wow, I was a dumb kid." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gargoyles yeah, is not like, on that list. This is sexist. <laughs> yeah, never yeah. work. But I mean, they had strong, empowered women that were leaders and rulers who took no shit from anybody all the way back then. You they know really what did. I mean? They were just so awesomely ahead of their time. Like the woman that played my mother, was Demora, was this flawed, amazing evil, fabulous, wonderful, complicated woman before they were even writing roles like that for women in film. So it was really super cool. Super, super cool. I showed it to my 10-year-old little girl this week and she thought it was current. She thought it was current. Mm. I was like, no, Dad watched this when he was a kid. She's like, no, Dad, look, this, there's, there's, there's strong girls in this. No, this is new. Yes. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that connection until she pointed it out. And I'm like, I'm sitting here researching for this interview, and my daughter's giving me notes. Like, no, look, these, these chicks Isn't kick that ass. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, it really like, is. It, in contrast to my my movie career at the time, I mean, I was like, you know, dead, raped, pillaged on page seven, <laughs> naked on page four. And I, I was like, wow, this was actually way more interesting than the roles that were being offered, you know, to a pretty young starlet at, in those days. So it really has had such an impact on me because to be part of something like this. And I really, you know, we walk away from jobs, we go to our next one. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. It was sad when, when we stopped making it because it's such a fun job. But then it just never really stopped. It just never, I got busy. I went to do my own show and I was gone for like four years shooting in Canada and they would always try to organize my time off to come and do these conventions. But the fans have stayed loyal. Really loyal. Okay, I got to so. ask you about this because uh, I did yeah. not know there was Gargoyles conventions, and I feel fucking robbed that I have not <laughs> been going to these things. It's its own really little Comic Con, and they've been doing it every year in a different city every year. And I finally got to one that was in San Diego because it was close to where I I live in LA and New York, and I was shooting my TV show in Toronto, so I wasn't always so easy to track down. But this year that it came up, it was close by. I'm going. And it's amazing because you will get these questions like, hi, in episode 76, do you remember when you did this and then the thing happened and then, you know, Bronx? And I was like, no, actually, I have no recollection of any of that. And I'm like, I've never done drugs. Why don't I remember this? But they they remembered it so, so much better than me. But there were some, there are some people that take it like, holy shit a little far like the first convention i went to somewhere in lancaster somewhere in california there was a guy who had a tail surgically um attached to his body you know well, well, like, i'm, I'm sorry it's like it's like yeah. he surgically attached a vestigial tail to his body yeah, yeah. So those, are the, those are the super fans you're like i don't know if that's good for you and uh we are cartoons so yeah there were some crazy but they know they know it like they know it inside out they know every nuance every scene every every they put me to shame because i thought wow i really probably should have been better prepared because i was there but uh, i didn't remember in the detail that these people that they it was just so important to them and you know i started re-watching it and i've done other cartoons came after this one i did um godzilla i was monique the French bitch Godzilla would be destroyed. <laughs> so I did that after Yeah, that, 52 episodes fun. of that, actually, which is huge. Yeah. 
which was also huge. And then I did some Japanese anime ones. I mean, Gargoyle started that all, but but none have had the same. The impact of working with these incredible people, the great Ed Asner, all these amazing people that would come. Keith David, I mean, he's just incredible. Just to sit next to these actors while you while you did you know while you did the recordings was just uh, just an incredible experience hearing for keith, everybody hearing keith david's voice in five one with <sighs> the subwoofer beside my recliner blew me the fuck out yeah, of my chair this week. <laughs> maybe like... the most beautiful voice ever oh, i've never yeah. heard anything more velvety and he is a velvety human <laughs> he is just so lovely and just delicious and such a brilliant wonderful man and he my daddy so <laughs> i'm a lucky girl very lucky but everybody, even the guest stars that came in, everybody was wonderful. You know, I had never done it before. I really didn't know how, how it worked. And uh, everybody just put their, you know, you're not on camera, but everybody put their absolute all into it. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. A lot of cartoons from the era, it sounds like uh, people are reading lines or they aren't invested in it. I, I never felt like that with Gargoyles. Everyone seemed to be really into the roles and uh, really did a great job. Very much so. And very much so. And you wanted to come prepared. You know, you knew that you were working next to some of the greatest living actors and you needed to come with your game. But yeah, you wanted to show up very, very, very prepared and uh, you wanted to do your best. You wanted to elevate the whole project to that level because so many great people were were involved. I think the uh, quality of that show definitely has elevated it up to the company, uh, the same company as Batman, the animated series, X-Men, uh, huge things in that nature. I mean, that, that show is now looked wow. upon in those same circles for sure. Oh, totally. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Except Gargoyles gets way better cosplayers for some help. <laughs> Fucking crazy. They, I fell down a hole a little bit last night of just looking at Gargoyles cosplay. I'm like, oh my God, some of you fuckers, this, this is your whole year's salary. It has to be. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely me. Like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Montreal girl. I'm born in Canada, but I moved to New York when I was just about 19. So I'm oh, wow. a New Yorker and I walk this city and I look at all these, I'm still discovering all these years later, all these incredible different gargoyles, even on my building. And I'm like, who oh. had this idea to bring these incredible structures to life? It's just, it was just genius. It really was. That's cool. The writing I always thought was cool, like a kid, and especially now going back and watch it because it was, it was watching a, like a real animated show. It what? was it, it was like the, it's the same style of writing they do in like the Netflix animated movies now and shit. Agreed. And and it was just Agreed. it was there and like it was how it got a fan base that big is really based off of that writing and the performance mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was unlike fucking anything that was happening. Yeah. And you yeah. know and it's it's kind of darky. It's kind of on that you know that Shakespearean oh, yeah. goth it, it side. It almost didn't seem like it was for kids. Right. I was just <laughs> saying that last night. Yeah, it was very mature. Uh, there was a whole Shakespearean sort of thing behind it. It was very um, intricate. You really had to sort of understand your history and, and what they were basing this on, and, mm-hmm. and they really put so much thought into it. You know, I, I'm a writer. I've become a writer since I uh, wrote and produced my, my first show. And, you know, I write about the over 40 vagina, and that's about it. <laughs> so I really take my hat off to people who can write such intricate, amazing historically based factual incredible fantasy writing it's just like i couldn't do it it's just amazing who do you think and would I can't uh, spell pardon <laughs> me <laughs> who do you think would win in a fight monique or angela oh that's good <laughs> oh well angela be bigger 
Monique wasn't very nice. She might not play fair, but uh, <laughs> Angela, you can't, I don't know, rock, paper, scissors, stone. I mean, I think stone wins every yeah. time. Well, there you go. <laughs> she's, she's the strongest with such a support system behind her. You don't fuck with Angela. She had quite a posse. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any upcoming projects you'd like to uh, discuss? Anything you'd like to go over as far as that's concerned? Well, okay. So, um, let's see. When did Gargoyles even go off the air? How, how many years ago was this? Quite a while. It was 97. Yep, 97. 97. Yeah. I think actually the last you know, episode was in 98. Really? Yep. Yeah, that third, the, the release dates for the third season are a little bit tough to track over the Saturday morning move and everything. But so. essentially it was 96 yeah. to like really early 98. Okay, well, I'm not good at math because, you know, I thought it was not that long ago. <laughs> it doesn't but, feel uh, that long ago. It doesn't feel it at all. Uh, let's see. Since that show, you know, uh, many movies, many series, but the most exciting thing was in 2004. I've been on an HBO show for two seasons called Mine is a Married Man, which was supposed to be the uh, male answer to sex in the city, except it was about married men cheating on their wives and have the same impact as four single women. <laughs> so I was on that, and I was on HBO, and I thought, hmm, I've reached the pinnacle of being on, you know, the coolest network in the world. I have really good hair and makeup, and I'm sort of bored out of my mind. I think I can do this. So I'd never really written anything but a term paper, but a damn good term paper. And I said, I think I can write something. And I started to write this series um, called G-Spot. One, because I always wanted to be, my nickname is Gigi. And I knew I would sell a show called The G-Spot. So that's her nickname for short. And I, I started writing scripts. I'd really never written any. I'd been in 25 movies at the time, but wow. I had never written my own script. And I showed it to various people, and, and their answer was, there's no way you could have written this because it's, it's too good, and it, it's just not possible. It was a fluke. So I wrote another one, and so I wrote another one. I wrote five spec scripts for this show just because I figured, yeah, I have to prove myself. It's not an easy jump from little actress starlet to writer-producer. Sure. And I got very lucky, and the show got picked up very quickly and made and ran for four years. And we shot it in Canada. It was on HBO Canada and Hulu in the States. And now I think it's on iTunes and Voodoo and maybe even Amazon Prime. I'm hoping, because we finished that series in 2009, and I'm hoping that those uh, jokes hold up and the writing holds up the same way as, as Gargoyles did because it's having a resurgence, you know, with the whole streaming thing. But mm -hmm. I wrote it, I starred in it, and I produced it, and then I, I would have lovely nervous breakdowns in beautiful parts of the world because I don't <laughs> work. But today, this year's nervous breakdown shall be in Greece. It's going to be beautiful. It's a lot of work. I work 21 hours a day, but what it did after a 20 something year career as an actress um, was make me realize that the coolest part for me of creating a show is is the writing hmm. and actually the editing. I love, that's where you really make a show. So after all these years of being a pretty little starlet, yes, don't get me wrong, I, I miss people doing my hair and giving me free clothes and they don't do that to writers. That's unfortunate, but uh, so I found this whole other calling, and that's what I've been doing for the last many years. I, I write comedy pilots for HBO, for IFC. I've worked for oh, wow. Sky TV in the UK, and um, and so that's my work now. And they're talking about rebooting my show because they're rebooting everything, and I'm saying mm -hmm. it's a reboot about a reboot, and doing <laughs> it to spot at fifty. So. 
I'd like to be the poster child for what the new 50 is, which is smoking and still awesome. Awesome. Maybe even more awesome than ever with hopefully a cartoon movie in the works. Wouldn't that be fun? And then just because my life is kind of crazy, a year ago, my childhood friend from Montreal uh, asked me if I wanted to do a a line of diamonds with him and for the 50th anniversary of his family's company and I had just turned 50 and I said well what do you want to call this fuck it I'm 50 can I say that on your show (laughs) yeah Yeah. absolutely and he said yes and I said oh my god we can't do that we landed on I said I'm fabulous rings for the middle finger an empowerment campaign to encourage women married not married single gay straight purple stone, whatever, to encourage them to um, raise their middle finger to their fabulousness. So we say it's not the left-hand diamond, not the right-hand diamond. So we've done this amazing campaign. We've had all these celebrities from Shane Fonda to um, uh, J-Lo to everybody that's wearing these rings and I can't even believe it. That's so it's crazy. Cool. Yep. So I'm yes, I'm what I like to say I'm a writer, producer, seducer, though I have to call that seducer. It's not been too busy. And Diamond Ambassador. So that's what I'm up to these days. And they can find those puppies on and they're ethical Canadian diamonds. So they're all good. And they're at fuckitonfabulous.com. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's the best. But they, uh, but they drop do the ever. diamonds. Yeah. We're trying not to piss off everybody. So that's what I've been up to. I'm rewriting uh, re, uh, the, these shows or, or rebooting these shows that Netflix may want to buy the whole package of the G-Spot seasons and redo it 10 years later. Oh, nice. So that's what I'm working on. And I adapted a book. That's it. Very cool. You're a busy bee, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm renovating my, my fabulous 1923 house in the Hollywood Hills because she needed a facelift. I don't need one. <laughs> so with the Disney Plus kick, you, is there a possibility we're going to see you in any of the upcoming conventions? You know what? I think so. I feel like I owe it to them, and they've been so good to me, and they always try to be so inclusive. And um, I'm going to spend more time in L.A. Uh, with my house all fixed up and writing these shows, so I would definitely make more time. I was just sort of so busy and in another country. It was really hard to coordinate it. But yeah, I would love to. I thought they were amazing. I learned so much about the show. I was like, wow, thank you for telling me that happened. I just don't remember it. So yeah, they actually, the fans inform us. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not the only one on that panel that is sort of just dumbstruck by how much <laughs> these people that love the show know about it. It's I, amazing. There's a third guy that's normally on our show, uh, CK, and he couldn't be here because he's at work. And uh, okay. I, he is our guy that would be asking you the on episode, uh, you know, 25 <laughs> nice. minutes. Well, well, you have so much silence <laughs> on this show as I tried to think about it and go, what? I don't remember this stuff, but <laughs> I, I remember, as I do with most things in life, the feeling behind it. And there was nothing but amazing, positive, incredible energy. You knew you were part of something that was not the ordinary and that doesn't happen a lot. These are gifts that happen in this business. Like oh, we do nice. 20 bad movies and one is magical. And, you know, I've done many cartoons after. They were all cool. But it's just this one. This is the gift that keeps on giving. And I love the show. I respect it. Well, with all these petitions flying about in uh, Disney Plus, we just might uh, hear you as Angela again one day. Would you be uh, down with that? Is that something you'd be doing? I would be so down with it. And people tell me that my voice still sound you know the same so that's the beauty of it i was like well if they make it live action 
I think Angela was like 18, so I'm not sure they're going to call me. I mean, I look good, but not that good. So we'll see, but I, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would love, I mean, it's, it's so interesting because there's so, I mean, jokingly, there are so many reboots. Everything is being rebooted. It, is. it would just make such sense because the, the wonderful thing about Gargoyles is Gargoyles themselves are ageless, timeless, and, and so is the show. So, nice. you know, we could have everybody, sort of everybody who's still on this amazing, crazy planet of ours come back and, and – uh, and do the show would be it would be hard to do it with some of the people that have passed but it, it would be um it would be amazing so yeah i would say yes completely well if it does my, come back around my growl is as good as it was i haven't <laughs> growled at anybody in a while few husbands but you know, like, <laughs> well if it does yeah. come back around we hope we can call you again and interview you and see you know what it's like if you know you guys get back round off the two. yeah Take round two. two i would love that it awesome. would be my pleasure anytime you guys want to call i will take that call and talk to you about it and i'll do my homework for your third guy and try to be able to answer some questions for him i can the uh, future me is already seeing him text me when he listens to this <laughs> going oh that's fucking sweet <laughs> yeah i might be get, receiving a bunch of texts oh an episode and uh well it will force me to rewatch the show from beginning to end so that i can answer some of these questions especially if i do some more of these i want to be better prepared than i was the last convention where i just looked at people and went really i did that (laughs) what i'm awesome okay i didn't know that yeah so well we'd uh, definitely like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak with us uh, and do this interview i think everyone's excited about gargoyles and uh, it was really fun speaking with you yeah thanks for hanging out with us thank you guys Um, it was my great pleasure i appreciate it so much hey we appreciate you thanks for your time okay bye-bye jc (laughs) bye-bye